Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. We will evaluate and, uh, you know, make decisions on, on uh, you know, everything as, uh, you know, each day progresses here. So we're looking forward to having them in there. We, we're not, you know, expecting them to, to, you know, lead our hockey club into the promised land, but we do want them to come in and do exactly how the Minnesota Wild play with grit, determination, heart, and, uh, and a skill set as well. The Wild might not be playing, but they are making news. And because of that, Judd's Hockey Show, back for a second consecutive day. Because if the Wild's doing something, we're talking about it right here. On JHS, Zolgad and Declan Goff, co-host and, of course, executive producer of all things Score North. Dean Evison, Wild Coach, talking about the news made this morning. And we got a lot of items to get to here, Dex. But the news made this morning, it's official. As we talked about yesterday, um, there was speculation and reports it might happen. Matthew Boldy and Marco Rossi, two first-round picks by the Minnesota Wild, have been recalled from Iowa of the American Hockey League. Um, Michael Russo reporting that Victor Rask has been placed on waivers. It doesn't mean he's done in Minnesota, but it certainly takes a step towards that being a possibility. Um, and next Thursday night, Boston Bruins in Boston, we're going to get to see the debut of Rossi and Boldy. We have line combinations. We have power oh, yeah. play combinations. We have reactions to said combinations. So let's start with you, your feelings on these two being called up. And if, if you want to get into the line combinations that you're looking at right now, how you feel about their initial pairings subject to change. Always subject to change and always uh, line heathens that you and I are. We love to break down line combinations. We did this a little bit on Mackie and Judd now. Uh, if you're listening to that in the audio podcast, great. Now you get a second dip of this conversation because we talked about that before uh, practice happened for Minnesota on Tuesday. But uh, I, I'm glad these two got called up. Uh, it was being reported that they were going to. They were called up Tuesday morning. And I'm curious how they now fit in. So, so far at practice today, uh, it was Felino Rossi Fiala. So both yep. Rossi Boldy were split up, which did surprise me a little bit. And then Boldy on the quote-unquote third line with Frederick Goudreau in the middle and Duhame on his right side. Um, I like Rossi and Fiala together, obviously, for, for selfish reasons. I like I want Kevin Fiala to start. Uh, looks It looks like he was snapping out of his funk before the pauses started taking place. Um, I like that he gets a true center, even if it's Marco Rossi, who hasn't played an NHL game yet in his career. He's the most talented center that he's, he's been able to play with yet this season, for the most part, at least raw-wise. And um, for for Boldy, you know, I, I think Boldy's ready to contribute immediately. I'm, I'm a little unsure on Rossi just because of his size and his age experience. I think Matthew Boldy's ready to be an NHL player right away. So for him to get placed with Goudreau and Duhame, I w- it's not a slap in the face. It's just I... I would have rather him been empowered to go up with Rossi and Fiala. And in fact, I'm a little surprised that they didn't keep Rossi and Boldy together, considering they've spent a good amount of time in Iowa to, uh, to begin with. But 
in general, I'm glad they're here, and I'm curious to see how they fit in the team going forward. So I think the line combinations to start with make perfect sense because of, of this. Felino wasn't going to get dumped down to the third line. Um, Boldy did, but certainly uh, he's going to have a chance to move up at some point in time. Um, I'm with you. I love the Rossi-Fiala combination. I saw Rossi play in the prospects camp here, and granted, that's the prospects camp. Uh, the Wild prospects were playing a group from Chicago, and that was not National Hockey League players. But it was, you know, good prospects. And Marco Rossi's playmaking ability, I really believe, is going to draw the best out from Kevin. Kevin Fiala, in my opinion, and he gets a ton of shots. And he's not having a great goal-scoring year. He did score a goal in the Winter Classic. uh, But he's had a ton of chances. I don't know. It feels to me like a lot of times, though, with what he's been given at center, he's trying to make his own chances and make his own plays. And he's not Kaprizov. He's not – I mean, Kirill Kaprizov is a – generationally great player who can who can add his best to a ton of things um kevin fiala is it has great hands kevin fiala has a, a great ability to score but kevin fiala needs a center and i think he needs a center like marco rossi and so so the felino fiala rossi combination ha- has me excited because marcus felino is going to do his job and he can certainly score goals he can be a load in the corners, and he can be a load in front of the net. But Rossi's ability to set up both of those guys and, and facilitate for them, and especially Fiala, I think could be special. I, I think it could be. And in Boldy's case, okay, third line, I'm, I think we talked about this, or I know we did yesterday. The Goudreau thing, I don't know. Like, he started off, I thought, man, he's got speed, and he's, he's way better than I thought, so why has he been pushed? either to the minors at times or down to a fourth line. And I think what we've seen from Goudreau in recent weeks when the Wild has played um, sort of shows us that he probably is what he is. And there has definitely been, I think, in his play regression that exists there. But here's what excites me the most about Boldy. It's not the line combinations. It's the power play combinations, okay? (laughs) Because yep. th- this power play, and I think I saw a quote this morning from Dean in which he just flat out said, we've sucked on the power we, play. We've sucked which, in the power play. Which is, which is accurate. I mean, he's calling a spade a spade, right? The power play combinations, though, excite me because the first one is now Hartman, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, no surprise, with Rossi and Goligoski at the points. Um, And I like that because I think Rossi becomes the quarterback, potentially playmaking guy. From mm-hmm. back there, because Ryan Hartman's a good player and I like him and he's having a nice year, but he doesn't have the skill set that Rossi has, Declan. And then, no, on, yeah. And then on, on the second power play, Felino, Goudreau, Boldy, which I love, Fiala and Dumba. What intrigues me about that one, at least when I watched him last winter in the World Junior Tournament, Boldy has some aspects of his game that are playmaker center type of player. And so I think Felino's going to be the guy in front of the net. Boldy can go in the corners and certainly can play a rough game, but he also can really make plays. So I think instantly, hopefully for the wild's sake, both of your power plays get better. I really yeah. think that, and, and it's certainly worth a shot, but I love the fact they're not afraid to take these two kids and say, if we're calling you up, we're going to play you, and we're going to give you important 
minutes. We're not going to, I get Dean's trying to dial down the pressure. Totally understand that. But what they're really doing is not doing that, which I think is why you let them bake for a while in Iowa and now get them both up. Yeah, they, they seasons for a little bit there in, in the AHL and, and it's a little out of necessity. I think the other corresponding move here, which we haven't touched on is if Victor Rask, who was placed on waivers today, um, that clears a roster spot just straight up. Um, I know Rem Pitlick has been in and out of the lineup. Jordan Greenway is out with COVID, uh, but obviously would hopefully be slated back in the next week or so. But Victor Rask, as we've talked about from the beginning, when we first started trying to figure out line combinations and lineups and who makes this team, who doesn't make this team all the way back in training camp, we always said, well, Rask's presence just kind of mucks everything up on who, who fits in where, who slides in where. Now, I believe the Wild will save you know a little over a million, almost two with the buyout. They'll have to eat some of the money, I believe, next season that will be against their cap. But Rask was just mucking things up. And to be honest, the fact he made it this far, I think, is even pretty surprising to begin with. So with Rossi and Alboldi basically having a clear runway, like, I know, you know, if when Greenway comes back, there could be a case that maybe one of these two goes back. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think if these guys contribute right away, and even if they get a, a good amount at least of time to, to contribute, which it looks like they will do that, it's not like they're just calling up to Boston because they need the bodies, which they do. They're not just calling them up because of necessity. I think they're calling up because they need them to contribute to this team right away. They're in a funk. They've, they haven't won a game in their last five, six drives here. And they need some consistency and a little bit of a spark. And I think both these guys provide that. So I think, and uh, keep in mind with Rask too, I don't think he's not gone for sure. That mm-hmm. What they're going to do, according to the tweet that I am uh, looking at right now from Russo, is he can be, so if he's claimed he's gone, so, and you know right. what, if, if you claim him, good for Take you, him. good for you. Um, if he's not claimed, he can be retained by the wild and put on the taxi squad or sent down. Now, the good news is, is that frees up 1.125 million in cap space. Um, so he very well could stick around, but if he's the odd man out or gone entirely to a different franchise, that is absolutely fine. But yeah, I am, I'm with you. I think if Rossi and Boldy play, play well. They're not for sure going back. And I think that there's going to be a lot of people who now turn around and say to us, well, okay, but guys are going to come back. What happens then? That's the question. And that's an important question. And that's the, that's the dilemma Bill Guerin wants. I would far prefer to say, what do we do now? As opposed to, well, they didn't play well or one didn't play well. And I, if Ro- if the skills that we've seen from Rossi can translate uh, immediately, and it's a question. But if those skills, Declan, can translate to this league immediately, I'm telling you, we are talking about a guy with elite skills. Like they mm-hmm. are, you will see moves that he can make where, where you'll say, wow. Now, Boldy, Boldy's more probably of a straight line player. He can make plays. I like him. But his game isn't going to shock you. Like, oh, my God, Rossi has skills that I think we've become used to not seeing here from that position because, you know, Ryan Hartman's good and he plays hard, but he's right. not a quote unquote playmaking center, right? So, so if Marco Rossi can come up here and be as successful as he eventually should be in this league, be prepared to be impressed. And you are not going to say, well, I can't wait till Eric Sinek comes back to send this kid down. You are going to say, if he can show his true skills, this guy is an eventual, not right now, but an eventual first line 
center who makes a difference. And the first guy to benefit from that, I think, very well could be Kevin Fiala. Exactly. I mean, the hartman kaprizov Zuccarello line has already been very established. And, and Hartman, again, is having a very good season. He's, he's burst onto the scene here. Um, he cleans up a lot of garbage goals. I understand why he's still on the top power play. But, and, and, and you could still make a case that maybe one day that Kaprizov and Rossi still will play together. But for right now, Kevin Fiala has been the one who's been snake bitten this season and kind of overcompensating at times for the lack of a true teammate and playmaker around him. And Kevin's a playmaker in his own right. So now, if you give him Marco Rossi, and it's a tall ask, but he's a, he's a 19-year-old kid, however, a ninth overall pick, like a, a top 10 draft pick who has a high pedigree, then this should 100% benefit Kevin Fiala. Like the, the Wild have been figuring out to win games without Kevin Fiala, and at the beginning of the season, Kirill Kaprizov scoring goals. They were, they were figuring out ways to get other players to score goals, which is great, and they won games. I'm all for that. But if you get Fiala unlocked, and if Rossi's part of the process of getting Fiala unlocked, well, now you've opened an entire Pandora's box in a good way of Marco Rossi also contributing to your team and making you deeper down the middle. And once Joel Eriksson Eck comes back, again, like the fact of these two dudes in Boldy and Rossi being placed on, on the wild and on the big club and, and looking like they're going to contribute right away, that makes a ripple effect, I think, of only good things. Like that's to the point I made earlier. This is not just a small term fixed because they physically need bodies because there's injuries and COVID going around. I, these two dudes are called up because it's time for them to contribute and they weren't going to rush them. They weren't going to put them in situations to be gradually smoothed in. They're giving them essentially the keys to the car to say, go on and take it, go for a ride. And that's fantastic. Um, we, we also had some news about an hour ago at the wild practice and we don't know where this is going to go yet, but it doesn't look good. Initially, Nick Bukestead, left practice after being slashed by a teammate. Um, and um, after the practice got done, Everson said, quote, this doesn't look good. So if Bukestad's out now, it creates, which I'm guessing that he, he might be out at least for um, Thursday's game, Declan. It creates more room uh, just to go quickly through, if I can find it here, what the lines were. So the fourth line, the third line this morning in practice or was this one. Um Pitlick and Duhame were alternating on the third line that it included Boldy on the left wing, Goudreau at center. The fourth line rotation had Connor DeWar, Pitlick as the potential left wings, Rask and Sturm, so, so Rask is now gone from that almost certainly, Sturm as the center and Bukestead on the right wing. Um, so we could be looking at what Connor DeWar get, getting a chance to play, yeah. who Sounds again well. is skilled player. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be intriguing, and I, I'll say this as far as the new additions too, because the the biggest place that they probably caused really intriguing juggling is what we talked about on the power play, Declan. Um, if this team can get its power play right, and by the way, it should. Like, there's the talent there. If this team can get its power play right and have a little bit less reliance on on the success that they had earlier in the season in five on five. Um, I think that's going to to result in a much better opportunity to end this five game losing streak because that's the one thing is and the Winter Classic's a tough game because it's the it's bad ice and the puck is bouncing, but I mean this power play before the shutdown started because of COVID had looked really directionless, especially when you can consider the talent. So. If you can get just some power play success and get off the Schneid there, I think it it creates 
a huge potential difference because now, you know, if you can get a goal, I don't know, what's good? A goal a game, a goal every two games. But if you can start to do that, it's going to make your life much simpler. And I think the power play is the one thing where you've got to get it corrected if your goal is to probably get in the top three as far as the placements in this division. Mm -hmm. I mean, for Dino to straight up say that our power play sucked, uh, has sucked, is is accurate. It's right. I mean, you and I were discussing on the last Judd's Hockey Show yesterday of what what the hell can they do? I mean, there's too many cooks in the kitchen for it to be that poor. And the Wild have gotten off to such a nice start record-wise. I know they're on a recent snide, but grand scheme of things, they obviously were looking like the best team in the NHL and were sitting on top of the Central for the majority of the season. Um, you need to cash in your power plays. It's so one thing if if you go one for four against you know a team with like a slappies like like San Jose, that's fine. But when you're in the playoffs, you can't really afford to go zero for five on a power play opportunities for throughout the game. So and and both these guys are power play specialists. Both these guys can help help out with that. I mean, just the units alone on paper. I know it's hard to say like how can you be that more excited over two guys who have never played an NHL game in their lives, but it makes things easier. It makes things deeper, and I think that second unit was kind of really just trash for the most part. And now there's some actual skill that can be spread across it and you can benefit from that. So they have the Bruins on Thursday. That's a good team. They have the Capitals on Saturday at home. That's still a good team. Like it's not going to be like a flip the switch and hopefully they go on a run here and again, now win six or seven in a row. It still might be a slow little bake. And they've luckily again, built that cushion from getting off to such a hot start that a swoon's not going to derail any things. Uh, but in general, we just want this team to play hockey. We want to play some hockey games. Yeah. And 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 at the crappier part is I was just looking at the schedule. They're on national TV on Thursday in Boston, which is great. I love that they're on ESPN because you and I are big fans of ES, hockey being on ESPN. And then they are at home against Sat on against the Capitals on Saturday. And then I believe they're off for six days because the, there's Canadian games that were postponed. They all got so, canceled or postponed. So yeah, they'll have correct. they'll have two games in in three days, which is great, starting Thursday, right. and then they'll be off again for six days, unless there's something added between now and then, which I don't think there will be. So it is uh, it, it's frustrating, but I want this team to get back to just playing some damn hockey games, and I want to see these two dudes play in person. And I don't think it's fa- oh, so. I think it's fair to say that that you're going to dial down the pressure, especially on Rossi, as far as immediate expectations, Dex. But I also think it's fair to say if he can, if his skill, as I said before, can translate immediately here, he's going to bring you a uh, um, a skill set that one is hard to find, and two that especially at that position you just didn't have. Like Hartman is not going to turn into this great skill player. I, I think he works hard, and I think he's got some skill. But I'm talking about like raw special skill. Okay, R- Rossi's got that when he's healthy. X a really hard worker, and I like him, but I don't watch him play and say, oh, my God, what a play, right? I'm telling you, at this prospects camp, I saw Rossi do things that look special. And so so I think it's very fair to say you can't expect Marco Rossi to be plugged in to the lineup in Boston on Thursday and, like, carry things. But I think it's also the flip side of that is, but if he can make the type of plays for a Fiala or on the power play from the point with the Kaprizov that he's capable of making, it's going to add a dynamic that you simply did not have. I, I mean, this goes back to the summer and our long conversations about that position and Bill Garrett saying, would everybody calm down about that? But I mean, what we were talking about is who's special there, right? Like who's got special skills there? 
Marco Rossi does have those skills. And so that's mm-hmm. what I'm excited about. Now, I don't know if it's going to work immediately, but you're going to see a guy who doesn't come up as a mucker. I think that used to be the problem <laughs> with this sport. I think they'd bring guys up, certain teams would at least, and be like, okay, Marco Rossi's going to make his debut on the fourth line. And Marco, here's all we need from you. You know, here's all we need. Yep. Win a few face-offs and you do your job defensively. And I'm serious. And and then it would be like, but that's really not his role in life. So I think the Wild was smart enough to wait and to know, okay, he's here. We're not going to give him too much to bite off, but we certainly are going to try to utilize what he's good at. And I think fans are in for a treat because if he can do that, it is going to provide you with a presence of a player that I think it's very safe to say at center, this team has not had in quite a while. Yeah, that's why, number one, they didn't... They didn't mortgage picks and mortgage future stuff for Jack Eichel. Um, They can't just find one because there's not one hanging out on the street or in free agency for the most part that you wouldn't have to overpay for. And they wanted to see what Marco Rossi can bring. And they want him to bring up being brought up in the right situation. So we can conglamor and come up with reckless speculation for, you know, Eichel trades, Thomas Hurdle trades, et cetera. But Garen's trusting the process. And at the end of the day, Garen's a lot smarter than you and I ever will be when it comes to hockey decisions. So, a lot, um, a lot a smarter, lot, or a lot smarter. You think a lot just smarter? smarter. I don't Not just a lot smarter. smarter. I'd like I, to no, get Bill no, on the no. show to clarify. I don't. Yeah, think I'll, in, I'll ask him that, and I mean, he can we'll, shoot me down like he usually does Shirley. when I ask him questions. Yes, exactly. Um, speaking of, so you were at outside. I, of course, was in the comfort of the warm press mm-hmm. box. The mm-hmm. Winter Classic on Saturday. Yep. Give me one of the keys that Declan Goff had, and you had several, but give me one of the most important keys to staying warm. Well, the most important part is, uh, you know, below the belt, and it's because I had my long johns, my chill boys long johns on. Both mine. pairs, two pairs on. No, don't show us. Oh, I thought he was about to I, I got mine on right yes. now. I, I, I can show you if you want. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. You mind see sure? Nope, no one wants to see that, but it keeps you warm because those chill boys long johns are exactly where you want to be, that performance brand, that nice bamboo fabric that it has. Chill boys. The most comfortable underwear Judd get and myself ever owned. Oh, chillboys.com. They are so, they are, gentlemen, life-changing. Life-changing. And and I, this is Zolgat here. I'm no, a don't... critic. I'm a critic. Yes. Very little praise. Yeah. I love very few things. You'd Chill be complaining if you were hung with a new rope. That would be, that would be Judd Zolgat. I'm the type of guy who, my previous experience with Long John's was, was God bless them, if I went outside and it was cold right. out. But I couldn't wait to take them off. At, at home because you know it's like i got it's all bunchy right yeah chill boys, chill I, boys. I wear them for comfort around my house that is life changing all right sir final thoughts uh just uh, one other note i believe uh you know the wild also signed zane mcintyre uh it, mostly a depth goalie since they had to bring up andrew hammond and cam talbot i believe is technically out indefinitely like i, I don't know for how long i'm worried about out. this a little bit I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this one <clears throat> Yeah, that one, that's an issue. McIntyre uh, was a decorated goalie at North Dakota. I watched him play a lot when I was at St. Cloud. Um, he's had a few games with the Boston Bruins. He's bounced around a couple, I believe, AHL squads as well, so he'll report to Iowa right away, and odds are if everything goes a plan with Capo Kakinen or, 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 or Hamburglar or if Talbot comes back, you'll never see Zane McIntyre play for the Minnesota Wild, but right. at least a nice decorated goalie that, Fills a spot down in Iowa. I mean, the Iowa Wild have been good, and it's actually those cupboards haven't been deplenished like they have been previous seasons. They used to stink, so yes, they've done a very nice job. So it's 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 a it's a it's a good spot to be in. But yes, I 
I'm excited to watch hockey on national TV. I don't know who has the call. Well, I'm excited to watch stall. hockey at all. I'm excited yeah. to watch hockey in general, but I'm glad it's I'm on ESPN. You. I love hockey on ESPN. I think it's great. We've done a great job. Um, yeah. And Josh, Josh gets it. He says, Josh I'll have to it. check out Chill Boys. Yes, Josh, and you will be glad. In, in fact, report back to us because you will be glad Please. that you did chillboys.com. All right, we are done. Declan Goff, you take it away. Uh, if you want daily Minnesota sports entertainment, hit the subscribe button way right now on this YouTube channel. Uh, we'll provide daily content on the Vikings, the Timberwolves, the wild. Uh, if you like daily Minnesota sports content, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, run Apple, Spotify, the score North app, uh, check out Zolgad's roundup. You gotta, you gotta round up your cooking up right here. Judd Zolgad. I'm working on it right now. Lot to get to. Lot to get to with Vikings and the wild now, uh, making a busy day. So if you want daily Minnesota sports entertainment, hit the subscribe button also on our purple daily YouTube channel. Uh, you can find Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment uh, seven days a week. Plenty of Vikings content. Alex Boone was on fire this afternoon. That episode just posted. And Judd with his hockey pucks. And it's Jared Spurgeon bobblehead, which I will gladly bring to him whenever I see him Give me the damn next. doll. I want the bobblehead. Yeah, we'll get you the bobblehead. Uh, regardless, they'll pass shoot score.